Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Let's have a little bit of a roundup of some of the stories that's happening in Cork. Some of those nice little nifty Cork stories that Sarah Horgan from Echo Live always comes up with. Good evening to you, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Well, sir, I mean, look, a sad story to start off with in Cork is a couple who captured the hearts of many people in Cork this week following their death from separate separate illnesses on the same day. What are the chances of that happening? And that is just heartbreaking. Yeah, so you might say that recently deceased Mary and Ted Dennehy were the main characters in their own love story. And I'll tell you why. They were laid to rest together uh, last week after passing away from separate illnesses on the same day, which is almost unheard of. So Mary Dennehy from from Moy, she passed away from cancer just hours after her husband, Ted. He's from High Street, Cork City originally. He succumbed to a respiratory condition. But if you, I, I was speaking to their daughter and she was talking about the hours leading mm. up to their deaths. And, and were, they, were just, they both in the same so hospital? Were they both in the same hospital? Yeah, yeah. They had really fought to find them long-term care together. And what's so beautiful about this story is that they both were in there for one purpose, and that was to look after each other. Neither of them believed that they should have oh, been um, in a nursing home. So Mary, Mary didn't actually realise she was sick and uh, her children said to her, listen, would you ever go um, go into St. Patrick's Community Hospital in from William? Would you look after 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 dad, um, their, their dad, Ted? And mm-hmm. the same was said to Ted. They said... Um, so neither of them knew. Well, Mary, Mary, Mary didn't um, anyway. She right. um, had cognitive is- issues, which... Yes, of course. Would have made it more difficult for her to realise. Um, Ted, on the other on the other hand, he had respiratory issues, um, so it, it it wasn't clear if he was going to last as long as Mary. But wow. it just shows how they both lived for each other. And their daughter Mary Rose said to me that she was just so happy with the care um, that they received at St. Patrick's Community Hospital in Moy that she, she asked, can we still continue to uh, to call in because they've become like part of the the family too. So she, she said the staff were like, were like a second family. Um, but you know what? Isn't, isn't it wonderful that if you spend your whole life with somebody and you're married to somebody and you're in your late whatever, 80s or whatever it happens to be, and you spend your whole life with somebody, isn't it wonderful that you both died together? Because then neither one of them will have the sadness of living without the other. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, maybe that sounds wrong of me to say that, but yeah, I, I couldn't no, think of a better scenario the, for them. Yeah, there was something about this story, and it was so. There was something so. Um, it it just it it almost happened the way it was meant to. Um, yeah. His his Ted 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 and Mary. Their um, Mary Rose. She was. Um, she was speaking to her dad, Ted, and uh, it was the day that they said that um, that Mary was expected to pass. So she said she told him that she heard that he wanted to go on a journey. And that was when he told her 
I want to go with Mary. Those were his, were his exact words. Yeah, and he, did. he said to him that you've suffered enough and if you want to go on this journey, you can. And she, she told him that, oh God. That, that their mom would be very comfortable and they would take care of her. And they never spent a moment apart. They, they shared the same Oh, you're breaking my heart, Sarah. You're breaking, oh, you're breaking yeah, my heart. And, and in, the last, in, the last, in the last days, they had they had such a lovely life up to the end. They did all the activities in the, in the nursing home, and um, Mary still got her hair done every week. And they had a grandchild who was due in their wedding anniversary. How beautiful is that? Oh my God, it's it's beautiful. And you know what? It's kind of a happy ending to some degree because they'll never have to live without each other. But it's tragic as well and heartbreaking. Well, look, anyway, a transatlantic voyage of a miniature sailboat has resulted in an unlikely friendship between two schools. Uh, now, how I'm, I'm trying to figure this out because you're, when you give me the briefs on these stories, I'm trying to, in my head, like a little jigsaw puzzle, figure out how this happens. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out how a transatlantic voyage can bring two schools together. I like you to keep you guessing. That's I know you do. I know so, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I should be a bit more straightforward. So usually we get a message in a bottle. That's, that would be the traditional way of sending a message. But this is students of um, this school in the U.S., so sixth graders in Morristown Beard School in New Jersey, they decided they'd do things a little differently. And they um, put together a miniature sailboat and they put in all um, items that were special to them and their, and their school in the boat to see if it would uh, make its way over. Um, so there was a, a mm -hmm. baseball cap, an Abraham Lincoln coffee mug, a USA jersey, and 35 letters from the school children there. So it's right. not just a message, it was all these letters. They all went the letters. through an awful lot, of, lot mm. of trouble. So it drifted all the way across the Atlantic and survived the treacherous seas on its voyage from the U.S. This is a story from Owen Kelleher and the Echo, by the way, before I forget. Okay. So the sailboat was recovered by a local fisherman, Bill, McCar Bill McCarthy, and his daughter, Katie. And they decided to link them in with pupils of the closest national school, Barry Row National School. And they've all become pin pals, and they speak to each other all the time. And... The hardy little craft, it hasn't um, finished its journey yet. They've made it a new, um, uh, a new sail, and mm -hmm. they've put their own items from their own school into it. Right. And they're going to see if they can make another school and just keep the, the chain going. I was, but, I was wondering how um, the two schools were going to get involved. I just now know the answer. I've now found out the answer. And it's wonderful. I hope they explained it well. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it'll end up in a museum somewhere or something like that, will it? I just hope it keeps going and oh, well. keeps bringing all, this, all <laughs> the schools together. I used to have a pen pal and I thought they were the greatest you thing know, ever. Do you ever have a pen pal? I, I didn't, but I know people who did have pen pals many years ago. Pen pal was like having a friend on Facebook in those days. Uh, I'm old enough to remember pen pals and people would write back and forward and they'd get maybe three or four letters a year. Uh, if you explain that to a young person nowadays, they go, well, why don't you just text them? <laughs> you know what I mean? So young people just yeah. wouldn't understand the logic of a pen pal. But there was something nice about the written word. 
And so many people nowadays don't write anymore. So many kids nowadays don't even have the ability to have nice handwriting anymore because they type everything. You know, they can text till their hearts go to content, but they can't actually write properly anymore, which I think is sad. Anyway, an incredible Cork kid, speaking of children, has gone to incredible lengths to honour the memory of his teacher who sadly passed away from cancer last year. So what did, what did he do? Or she? So this is a story by uh, Chris Dunn in The Echo, and it was also in the Fuller and Star as well. So Cork, Cork uh, boy Fionn Wiseman's hair, um, he left it go for three years during the pandemic. So sadly, last year, he lost his teacher, Miss Sandra, um, from Carrigboy National School in Doris. She passed away from, from cancer, and it had such an impact on all the children Fionn is only 12 and he wanted to do something really worthwhile in her memory. Um, so this is what he decided to do. He, he grew his hair as long as possible and um, then he, uh, he cut it and he raised so much money. He raised 6,011 wow. euros. And not only that, the reason he wanted to cut his hair was because he he could donate his hair as well. So he donated the hair to the uh, Rapunzel Foundation for yeah. children suffering from cancer who've lost lost their hair. Mm-hmm. And all the money then went to um, Laura Lynn, which is um, obviously, as you know, a, a hospice for, for children mm-hmm. with um, uh, life-limiting conditions, conditions yeah. and resident, residential care for, for children. But he seems like this kid, he seems hilarious. He seems like he's a right character because he said that it's handy now that he's cut because he said the, um, the, it, the his hair dries quickly after a shower. But he said he it did have <laughs> his, his advantage, its advantages before because he said he used to have long hair when he was playing the sports. And he said the coaches used to say, God, she's a great player. (laughs) (laughs) He said they thought he was was a girl, so they'd always say, uh, she's a great player. And he said, "Uh, I got away a lot with being tackled. So uh, he's (laughs) hilarious. They thought he was a girl. (laughs) Right, I get you. I get you. Also, a Cork charity highlighted the desperation for families struggling with communion costs after donating 36 dresses and 24 pairs of shoes to little girls in need of help. Now, I have a bit of a bugbear with this one, right? And well done to the charity, and you can tell me all about them in a second. But the amount of money that people are spending on communion in general is just bonkers. I've heard stories of little kids' dresses, particularly girls. I'm not being sexist here. Boys really don't matter too much when it comes to communion. But the girls, these little dresses, like wedding dresses, literally costing as much as wedding dresses. Having, you know, horse-drawn carriages, fake tans, nails done, all this for their communion when they're only eight years of age. It's costing a fortune. Well, they're not paying for the horse-drawn carriages anyway, which is something. <laughs> this is just uh, this is just dresses. But yeah, I have a friend who's a beautician, and she had uh, she had an eight-year-old ring up and make the appointment herself for tan. Of course, she didn't honour it. But uh, Bonkers, yeah, these are it? stories we're hearing all the time. <laughs> but uh, okay, if you could take so, take something nice from this story, because this definitely is a nice. I one, know I these these are for people um, in need, and it's just something simple, I suppose, just so they don't feel left out yeah, on the day. Yeah, yeah, this is a very simple. Gesture here now. So Katrina Toomey from Soup Kitchen Charity Cork Benny Dinners in Cork City said that families have phoned her and sent messages in the hope that she might be able to rescue their child's big day. So 
So Miss Toomey has she's given out 36 dresses, 24 pairs of shoes, and 30 pairs of communion socks even in recent weeks, following heartbreaking requests from parents. And what's what's really special about this and about these parents is that when these kids grow up, they're not going to have any recollection of the poverty or the difficult times because they do it in such a way that the so there's one parent for instance yeah. and she actually this was last year because they're doing it a few years now she actually sat down with a child and she left she had pictures online of the um dresses that were available and she said we're going to order you dress online um which one would you like so she picked out the dress she wanted and um katrina presented it like a showroom so when the little girl came to the um ah, came that's to lovely. Meet them. she just thought she was in a showroom um now it's obviously confidential setup but there was one little girl and she came at the at the wrong time so there were two little girls bumped into each other and she said it was like it was meant to be they met and they tried on their dresses and they became really good friends and told each other they both looked beautiful and uh <laughs> katrina always had sweets and glasses of orange and everything so i think it just it just changes the um associations that yeah. we have with our communion day we don't think of not having the money we think of that lovely day we spent a, we, they can think of that lovely day they spent yeah. with katrina i mean c- communion nowadays i suppose for kids it's all about making money <laughs> it's all about how much can you get of aunties and uncles do they still dress up for confirmation they don't most schools do confirmation now in school uniform don't they um well I know uh, Katrina Toomey, she gave out a few um, confirmation uh, outfits as well. In Did Cork, she? anyway, okay. there's still an, I still see an awful lot of them going to a lot of trouble on their confirmation. Yeah, I remember my kids now well. for their confirmation, they were, they were in their uniforms. It was uniforms, so, which I think is a good idea, by the way, because otherwise it just, particularly for confirmation, it turns into a fashion show. Do you know sometimes <laughs> they all think they're yeah. going to put their debs or something like that? I, they do. And I, I know I know somebody, I have a friend who's an atheist and they just bought their child a communion dress and they just went out for the day and went for a spin just so she could get a chance to wear the <laughs> dress. So, yeah. Well, I mean, communion and confirmation, it's not so much a religious occasion anymore. It's more like just a, an Irish tradition. I know they're trying to take it out of the schools now at the moment to separate church and state and all that kind of carry on. But, but it's become more of a tradition. It's like funerals, weddings, christenings, all those kind of things. They're, they're, they're more of just Irish traditions more than religious events and religious occasions. Yeah, mm. yeah. I suppose baby limbo isn't the threat that it once was. No, before. Yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, as I said before, you know, when a little girl is walking down the church aisle, you know, dressed in her dress with her little hands clasped, you know, together and a little bag over her wrist, she's not thinking about, you know, holy God. Well, I don't think she is anyway, generally speaking, unless her particular I, I wasn't, mindset. I wasn't no, anyway. no, you're, yeah. you're thinking about how quickly <laughs> will this be yeah. over? How quickly do I look good? How quickly will this be over? And how much money will I make today? And will I have enough for an iPhone? That's, <laughs> that's usually what they're probably thinking. Anyway, a cork man has co-written an animated Star Wars, which is currently streaming on Disney Plus, but it's got a cultural reference. I'm assuming it's an Irish cultural reference. And you say here that you won't believe it actually made it over the line. I'm wondering what the cultural reference is. Is Luke Skywalker an alcoholic or something like that? <laughs> because, of course, here in um, Ireland, no, we drink quite a no, lot. It's, it's, it's a bit worse than that. Oh, no. Um, so remember Bishop Brennan and the kick up the arse? Kick up the arse of Bishop Brennan, yeah. 
yeah yeah so the, the, I'll, I'll i'll get to that so i'll <laughs> explain so so will collins have you heard of will collins no um he's from he's from cork uh he's amazing so he tell wrote, me about uh, him because i've no idea who he is who is yeah, he? I tell you, he wrote the he wrote the screenplay for Wolfwalkers. Okay, you know that uh, that animated uh, feature that was nominated for an Oscar. And, oh, I uh, vaguely yes, I do vaguely remember that. Yes, yeah, yeah. and song and song and song of the sea as well. He 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 wrote the screenplay for that. So um, there's something on Disney Plus. Um, where it's it's called Star Wars um do, 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 what what what's it called it's on the Star Wars Visions sorry I had to look at my notes there because okay. I've completely forgotten That's so okay. this is a commi- commission which gave him this amazing opportunity to spend a week working at the hub of the Star Wars universe so that's uh, George Lucas's Skywalker Ranch north of of San Francisco um which which is like huge for um Star Wars fans. Yeah. So this is like a, how, how could I explain this? It's a new season of a Star Wars animation series um, where we're currently streaming on, on Disney Plus. So it's, um, it's, it's where they give filmmakers kind of like fan fiction. That's the word, that's the word I'm looking for. Right. I get um, you. I get you. Yeah. Like a fan so, trailer. So they're letting, yeah. Yeah, they're letting independent filmmakers and animators um, tell their own stories within the world of Star Wars. So, um, so what was it? Where did they kick in the uh, kick up the arse? I'm I'm, I'm dying to know where the arse part comes into it here. Yeah, but go on. Yeah, yeah. So, one of the Irish-inspired aspects, which added a bit more spice to the episode, was a reference to the famous Father Ted episode in which. Richard Brennan gets a kick up and a kick up the arse. <laughs> so this makes it into the episode because one of the characters created by Will and his co-writer um, wants to give a ghost a screecher's reach a kick up the arse. So it's kind of like... Uh, and do they use the word arse? That's the amazing thing. They actually did. Oh my God, I just used the word arse, didn't I? You did, yeah. Do <laughs> it's they... okay because it's night time. It's, it's night after time. nine. Is yeah, it's okay? after nine. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's it's nine, it doesn't matter. It's Irish radio. Who um, cares? <laughs> yeah, so they they absolutely um it was a homage to Father Ted in the sense that there's a um a famous episode called Kicking Bishop Brennan off the earth. Um great mm, mm. I've got to say earth so many times. Yeah, say it again um, if you like. Arse. No, I won't. Just I won't. go on, no. say it, Sarah. Come on. You're <laughs> what, a, I know you're a lady, but what does it up? What does it up? Um so so yeah, they 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 pitched it and they they couldn't believe that it actually made it over the line because they were saying it was a, uh, it was culturally significant in this instance. That's exactly, and I quote: "This is a story from the court command, by the way, just in case I'm claiming it sounds like I'm claiming it there." So, but, but it's so bizarre that the Americans, like Americans, wouldn't even know what the word arse is. I remember, I think it was the van or the commitments. I can't remember when they released it in America. They had to release it with subtitles because the Americans would have no clue like what arse is or, you know. And, and yeah, that may explain why they had a, 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 a film out called Our, Our Souls at Night, uh, O-U-R-R Souls at Night. Right. Nobody <laughs> came to Britain and Ireland then, they thought. Um, they, they got why it was, it was um, yeah, so jarring for people. 
Um, but it, the, Will Collins, he's I make some short films myself, and he's been he's really kind to people on the amateur circuit. So he's mm. very he very much remembers where he comes from. Okay. And the gr- the great thing about Will is he always has a funny story. Um, I'd say he could probably walk to the shop and back, and he'd have a funny story. But in this case, he um, talked about going to the um, well, what do we call it? The Skywalker Ranch, because that's where they were making it. It's like it's and like he, it's like an Elvis fan going to you know going to Graceland in Nashville. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's yeah. exactly it now. And he was saying that one day he was pursued um, by um, a, this gathering of wild turkeys, and they were chased a half a kilometer. Um, <laughs> and they were they were running away from all the turkeys. You just never know, like the bizarre turn that things are going to take. At, so, um, I, and you're a filmmaker yourself, Sarah. You you do some amateur filmmaking. Uh, I'm not on um I'm not on Will's um. But you're dabbling. Yeah, I would be dabbling. on Will's radar now. Yeah, yeah, I have something coming. I I, I had something in the Cork Film Festival, and I I do quite a bit of it now. All right, okay. So are you possibly the next? I was going to say Steven Spielberg, but Sarah Spielberg. Are you? Are you no, are you getting um, to that level? Maybe yet? Well, no? I, I don't know. Self praise is no recommendation, is it? Yeah, what <laughs> they say. I mean, I mean, I, I don't like, know. I when like I'm old and grey, well, actually, I'm a bit grey now. When I'm old, uh, maybe I'm a bit old too. Actually, okay, later in life, will I be looking back and going, "I knew that Sarah one that's now famous in the Oscars on the red carpet." But you can say that now because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm kind of famous. No, no, I'm not famous yet. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can say you can say that. You'll have great old men stories for when you're in the nursing home, and you can say, "Oh yeah, do you know?" Oh no, I'm not um, going to any nursing home. One of your old men stories. I'm not going okay. to. I'm not going to a nursing home. I told them, and if I even get close to even needing to go to a nursing home, just put me in a wheelie bin. I'll be grand. I, and I'm so looking forward to going to nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be writing your light off. Sarah, this has been lovely talking to you as usual. Sarah Horgan from The Echo Live, thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,